1: Life.com.
0: Now my advice to people who like this kind of service is and
1: Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to
0: talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech episode 141 as we round out 2013. Thanks to the good people at Netgear netgear.com.au. My name's Trevor Long, and with me each
1: and every week, Stephen Fennick from TechGuide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Uh, it's the end of a, end of a pretty big year, I think, and oh, yeah, it uh, is. lot to look back on, I think. And lot, that's lot what we're going to
0: do this episode. We're going to have a look back in in category style. We're going to look at TV, smartphones, tablets, a whole range of uh, of categories, and we're going to talk about what we've seen, what we what we can recall, and, uh, and, the, and the pros and cons of those big deals in 2013. As we look. Basically, ready to jump straight into 2014 on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So we can't really... I mean, I don't, it's a tough one, what do you start with when you look back on a year like this? But I think we have to start with TV for, for a couple of reasons. And, um, and it really did start at CES um, nearly 12 months ago, 2013, January. Um, OLED, 4K and Curves. They're the three things that come to mind when I think TV's yep. in 2013, and I think that's what 2013 will be remembered for in, in in history, but probably really the same topics will come about for 2014. Absolutely,
1: so, yeah. I think that we've we, we just got a taste of these new technologies, 4K, otherwise known as Ultra HD, uh, OLED, uh, the curved OLED. So. You put all that together, you have four K curved OLED. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, it's funny that, funny that that doesn't exist yet, isn't well, it? So. Well, we haven't been to CES yet. Well, four K OLED will be obviously the next one, but four yeah. K as and I'm a big fan of four K. Or even though there's no not much four K content, there is a Sony discs, Blu-ray discs that you buy new releases are all mastered in four K. It says on the back of them. So mm-hmm. if you do own a four K TV. And it can upscale it a bit more precisely to to the 4K near 4K quality, but um, we've only just really scratched the surface in that area. The content isn't there yet; it's coming. We've both we've it, both played with and tested some
0: 4K TVs. Yeah. They're they're amazing, and they do look great. And the 4K content, when you plug in a 4K generator of some sort, uh, is stunning. There's no doubt in my Absolutely. mind. It's just I don't know that there is actually a massive, um, uh, you know, future growth for it other than downloadable well, content. And with our NBN plans, as they are, I'm not sure it's going to be fantastic. I, I so, call
1: it uh, the field of dreams technology, Trev. If they build it, they will come. Okay, we yeah, built it, I, and you've said the TVs, the content's going to come. Yeah.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll have to
1: wait and see. But um,
0: you know, 4K was a big deal. But the 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 curved OLED, I reckon, is the cracker of the year. It's probably the product of the year in many ways. Both LG and Samsung releasing it world's first at CES at the it, same time. in the, the same morning. Uh, That's a coincidence. Which is fun. And LG have already announced that they're going to they're gonna put out a 110-inch curved OLED this year at Whoa. CES, which will be in a 21.9 aspect, so slightly more cinema style. Wow. But, you know, I remember first sitting down, not not the show, but but one-on-one, when I, when I got a curved screen to, to look at. And it is so cool to look at. It's so cool to take out of the box, but when you sit in front of it for long enough, you actually don't realise you're looking at a curved screen, no. so it's really a show-off factor kind of thing. A little
1: bit, yeah, but the, the fact that it is, uh, that they're trying to enhance the experience, as, as if having an OLED TV is enough of an enhanced experience, the fact that it's curved adds that conversation starter factor to it, mm. but um, I'm very impressed, though, with OLED technology, and we 've seen it for years it has mm. it's been around Tiny. in smaller screens yeah. and on you know it's even there 's oled screens on small displays and things like that. But I think now we're going to hopefully see OLED become a more uh, mainstream kind of technology, where they get the economies of scale working, production done right. Yep. They can uh, they can get it out in quantities that does it doesn't mean you've got to choose between a car and an OLED. They're going to have it because that it, is pretty much the well, choice right 12, now. Twelve, twelve, fourteen thousand. What are they? Fifteen thousand dollars one one TV. So right, do I buy my my teenage son a car or do I just? spring for yeah. an OLED I don't know what do take you do? the OLED make him save up make <laughs> yeah. him work but, so yeah uh, look yeah. a
0: big year in TVs um, I think I mean we haven't really seen much data and, and the like but Probably, again, dominated by Samsung. But LG and Sony both did great work this year in their product yeah. range. Sony still got an excellent content offering within within their product. LG yeah. did, I think, come ahead in leaps and bounds in terms of um, the look, the style, the yes. quality of the product. Um, but there's just something about Samsung. I'm in the dual view in their Curve screen was very cool. Very smart. Um, but... It's an interesting space because they all are so alike now. I'm not sure what one can do to outpace the other one. Yeah. And then there's the, Then there's the the little guys, yeah. You know, TCL and yes. Hisense. Worth and, a mention, absolutely. They've done. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm I'm looking at buying a TCL because I just think, you know what, on the content side of things, I've pretty much got enough yep. coverage with all my other devices. So I don't really need the smart TV menu that I'm going to get with a with a Samsung. You know, I just want a big screen and the potential for four K. I think and um, the new the, house, mate. You know, they're, they're, mate. Big empty the wall. lounge room, the lounge room looks Hello. sparse. Hope, even with the, LG. the wife is the wife uh, is, has it got the wife approval factor yet, mate? That's why I posted on Facebook. Ah. She she made she she made no assertion that we should not buy another TV. Okay, so well, I've now got written proof that battle, she's okay half with it. battle. the battle, good um, for you. So no, I agree with you
1: though. Those those smaller players are becoming larger players as that's we right. speak. TCL had has had a big year. Uh, they've really challenging these known brands these sort of more established brands and offering that value while still offering the quality and the features that you expect to find in yeah. these more expensive TVs so I'm very impressed with TCL they they're pretty they uh, they they're, 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 they're not, not backward in coming forward with with good value mm-hmm. and uh, and offering the customer a lot more bang for their buck
0: and I think you'll find uh, the similar growth with Hisense next year some of their yeah. um some of their plans for their kind of uh, their their back end systems, their EPG and
1: the like yeah. are, are very higher, exciting. Heia is it? Another, how do you say Heia? Higher. Higher. H A I E R. How do we say that? I don't know. Readers tweet. They're not they're on my radar. It? So <laughs> good luck. Well, they, they have. They've got a four K four TV do. out as yeah, well. That was quite, it's, a large, it's quite a large, quite a large uh, TV. I think JB Hi-Fi was selling it earlier this right, year. So, yeah. uh, so a big year for
0: TVs and and so much more to come in twenty fourteen.
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Travel long. We well, really can't talk about a year in review without mentioning probably the product that's seen uh, way more adoption, like a sharp rise in adoption this year, and that's the smartphone. It's tipped yeah. over into a product that's not used uh, by the minority. It's now used by the majority of people uh, in the market, especially here in Australia where we've got a remarkably high penetration of smartphones. Um, being plenty of great products. We, we've seen... Uh, the trends that we've noticed, that I've noticed anyway, is that obviously the move to a larger screen we've seen. Oh, especially yeah. the back end of the year, we've seen a lot of larger displays like the Note 3, the Z Ultra from Sony. HTC One uh, Max. The HTC One Max. I just reviewed the, uh, HCC 15, uh, the, sorry, the Nokia Lumia 1520 6-inch screen. Uh, yeah, while well, the iPhone 5s stays down at four inches, so which
0: you will uh, always look down your nose when you say it, but I still think it's a I still think it's a best size, and uh, um, I think the point is that we need to remember that the huge vast bulk of, of consumers aren't probably yet at the stage where they
1: they are ready for that. So maybe maybe it's several years away before Apple need to worry well, about. I don't it. think so. I think uh, next year we're going to see a bigger iPhone uh, and. Of course, they owe it to their vast developer ecosystem, their mm. app ecosystem, that their apps will scale to those larger screens. So that's, I think, key that if they work, then there's no limit to them. If you believe the rumors, they're going to release two, two larger screen iPhones. They're talking of a 5.7 inch screen, a 4.6 inch screen to give people some choices. But um, I think that, the, the, the way the market's moving, I don't know, Apple always run their own race. Hmm. I think it's shifting upwards. I've said it
0: before and I'll say it again. I think the, the phone will say the same size and they'll squeeze more screen into the phone and it will look stunning. It will look edgeless and that's Maybe. that's the thing yeah. that will draw no. people well, to I the think, iPhone 6. I think they've got to grow. It's got to grow.
1: Although on, in, on Apple's, uh, in in on the iPhone 5S though, we did see some, some new innovations with fingerprint. the fingerprint scanner, the, the Touch ID, which... Really validates that biometric technology, I think you 're going to probably see more of that the hCC one max is a fingerprint reader, Poor which was a, a little bit, bit uh, temperamental. I love the idea of buying an apple buying music with my fingerprint it 's so yeah, cool absolutely and, and, and like biometrics has been around for years like I, I was writing about biometric locks and things like that mm. like six years ago, yeah. but I think the fact that Apple has gone out and made this a part of their you know, their hero product mm. is really set that technology out front, so I can expect to see more biometric not only in technology, but also in other devices, in your door locks and all these sort of security situations Mm. in 2014. But, um, yeah, the... I think that the we should also reflect on the year where Samsung has really taken a, a larger chunk of the pie. Mm. They've they've increased their market share. The year where we thought Apple was going to come in with an entry level phone and they they didn't quite do that. Mm. Just made Samsung's position even stronger. Um, LG I think's had a good year in the smartphone. They came up with the Optimus G early in the year. The G two, you know, with a button on the back. Yep. So they've been quite aggressive and actually their market share and position has increased in uh, in and look they made some. Even some of the entry-level phones
0: are very nice, yeah. very cool um, uh, implementation of Android. Sony, too, you
1: know, waterproof oh, phones, beautiful Xperia, looking phones, the Xperia. They, they've enjoyed quite a year, I think. Uh, I yeah. think we said at the start of the year, I think they announced the Xperia Z at CES Correct. earlier this year. So we both agree that, you know, Sony seem to have found their feet again and working well as a company. Um, and that's been seen with the, the, the success of the Z, the Z1 more recently, the Z Ultra, mm-hmm. uh, the Xperia Z tablet. They've got quite a lineup. Yeah. Um, and we were at their, uh, their Christmas party last week and they're saying, well, wait till next year. They're, they're, from what they're saying, they're pretty excited about what's coming up. They haven't told us, of course, but pretty excited about what's coming up. I think we should also mention Nokia. Yeah. Nokia have had probably... Because uh, we've been a batting hard for Nokia over have, the last couple of years. But you know what? So has the market. I think the last story I wrote a couple of months ago about the, I think, Q3 Q three figures, Nokia actually rose up quite a bit and actually made a profit in in, in the quarter. So... Yeah. People are getting it not not only for the Lumia range, but also their other entry-level devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I reviewed the 1520 on Tech Guy just today. I posted that story today. And I, I really like that device. It's got a nice big 6-inch screen, which is terrific quality, uh, full HD. So I think that they're offering a lot of choices for the customers and uh, that they seem to be improving slowly. I think people are starting to warm to, it, to, to the brand again.
0: But without doubt... <clears throat> Samsung and Apple yeah. at the top of the tree. I mean, if you, if, if you want to know what's happening in the market, you are looking at those two companies. Yeah. Everyone else is playing catch-up or just... A lot of them are running alongside going, why aren't you looking at us? <laughs> you know, it'd be like a, it'd be like a 100-metre sprint at, at, uh, at the Olympics with you saying, bolt out in front, let's call that Apple, because, you know, they're kind of on their own. Yep. And then, you know, the commentator just talking about the bloke in lane 2, but the bloke in lane 4 and lane 5 is running
1: just as they're fast. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, you, you've got to remember, too, that... Um, you know the, the number. They're number one too. Samsung is actually the number one brand in the world mm. the, the, by market share, profit, whatever you want to say. Samsung is out front by a wide oh, by absolutely. a fair way. Apple's number two, and then there's a bit of a gap. But um, you know the, these other players are, are, re- are really coming up in the ranks. I think HTC. Uh, I think that they the HTC One was a big hit this year. And they follow that up with and the HTC One. And a HCC bloody good one. phone. Oh, and still in, would rank as one of the best Android phones of the year. You'd agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, the HTC One Mini built on that. The HTC One Max. So it's kind of like, the. remember the, when the Desire came out a few years ago? Everything was Desire. Mm-hmm. The Desire HD. The yeah. the HTC One is the new Desire. The Desire you know, in fact, the, an, an ad
0: hoc year. a question without notice, but I'm going to say to you that phone of the year's HTC One um, I think the Close. iPhone 5s. I, I, what yeah. I'm doing there is I'm saying exclude any uh, any link to any ecosystem or apps or whatever. Yeah. If you're gonna buy a phone and you wanted bang for your buck, you wanted something that um, that yeah. attracted attention. I would. I, I think HTC. One. I'd
1: agree with that. It'd be very hard to split the HTC One, the iPhone 5s, the S4 probably slightly nipping at their heels it, as well. It's,
0: it's it's decimal points behind yeah, the S4, but yeah. only be, mate, only because it's plastic. It's, yeah. And I know I knock about it, but I reckon if the S5 as rumored is metal, yeah. that Samsung could do stupidly wonderfully well, Yeah, don't you well, think?
1: They're already doing stupidly wonderfully well, yeah, well. but, imagine if but they even would, more, yeah. But
0: they're doing stupidly wonderfully well across a whole range of products in yeah. third world markets as well, right? Imagine if they did stupidly wonderfully well in flagship phone <laughs> only. Absolutely. Right. Well, and you can't Apple, you can't Apple say that's not be, what they want.
1: Uh, they'd be they're looking over their shoulder. <laughs> Hence the reason why Apple really need to change it up next year. Yeah, they, do. they really do. Like, they I did a my in my fifteen twenty story today. I took a photo of the fifteen twenty with the Galaxy Note three and the Z Ultra. And the 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 Apple the iPhone 5S at the end of the line was just like a little pygmy in the following in, the, in the, behind these other bigger devices. Yeah. I, I, know, I know size I know, doesn't matter, mate. Size doesn't matter. Have, I've heard you say that before, Trevor. But uh, the, the the I know the, the, the smaller screen. And look, every every second person's got an iPhone, especially women like iPhones as well. I like a big screen. I don't know what it is. I like a big screen. That might be just me, not everyone. Mm. But I would love a bigger screen iPhone. I really would. And that's not to say they can't still have a 4-inch version if they want, but give us the choice, Apple. Get up there. Well, we'll have to. this okay. is going to
0: be the debate for 2014. I can feel it already, and that's probably what Apple and everyone else wants. So you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. <laughs> And we do it all each and every week thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And it's not too late to um, to consider home networking as a part of your Christmas gift idea. Um, I've been through a plenty of electronic stores over the last couple of uh, couple of weeks. And uh, when you look at the wall of routers and all these kind of things, yeah, there's plenty of brands, but the Netgear ones are well worth a look because they have the speed, um, they have the, uh, the range, because they're wireless AC routers, some of the first in class. Uh, allow great speed through wireless AC compatible devices and also great uh, range through in your home. So uh, if, you know, dad perhaps has a a bit of a dead spot in the house or has a new device that has wireless AC, check out the wireless AC range from Netgear. netgear Netgear.com.au So we talked big, you know, the the old the flagship items, the TVs and the smartphones. But then, and it's it's kind of like we're warming up for CS. You know, it's kind of like walking around the the floor. You've got all the TVs, you've got all the smartphones. But um, it's down in the hall where where they where they throw out the the kind of funky stuff. Where we saw a lot the of the South the hall. fitness, and yeah. we saw the South wearable hall. tech this year. And I yep. think. That's going to be a trend for next year as well, but let's just look at this year and for a start, the rumors around wearable tech were were phenomenal uh, Apple didn't launch anything, but everyone thought they were going to Samsung did launch something which is relatively expensive but um you know and not not hugely successful, but certainly a, a good among um early adopters and then we have things like fitbit and jawbone so a big year for wearable technology mate
1: absolutely I think it's only going to get bigger you're right and uh it is it is uh the rumors with Apple's iWatch just won't go away, though. No. I think that's kind of the elephant in the room at the moment is waiting to see what Apple are going to do in this space. Samsung kind of had their preemptive strike with the Galaxy Gear, which was you know good, not great. It was a good first version of a product, but it's got obviously there's way more room for improvement and innovation and um, support from app developers and that whole ecosystem. Uh, but what I liked about the Galaxy Gear was the fact that it... it, it it filled, it ticked a lot of boxes. So it was, it was your activity tracker. It could be obviously a watch. It could be how you keep score during your golf round. So all these sort of things, they did, they've not quite come together perfectly. It's not the sort of product that say you know, your average mums and dads are going to th- consider no. buying right now. Maybe all the geeks and early adopters are, you know, they're probably wearing one right now, listening to this. they have probably already got one. Yep. But uh, I think until a company like Apple, and it's happened in the past, they weren't the first p- company to make us. A, a Phone. they weren't the first company to make an mp3 player but when they did it they did it perfectly they did it right it was well designed so i think the iWatch if and when it comes out oh. is is i think going to be the wearable product the benchmark for the wearable product because apple will make it in such a way that will not only be you and I will consider to be well designed and really well specced up, but the average consumer will think, "Well, geez, if Apple are doing it, it mm. must be important." Yep.
0: And, and I think the the thing about wearable for me is I agree with everything you said about the gear, but it's the, the great thing is it's not just about those big fancy things. I remember last year at CES seeing the the Casio. In fact, I've got a Casio G-Shock now, which is the Bluetooth, Bluetooth version. Bluetooth yeah. um, And they that they showed that at CES, um, and I got one earlier. It was it was nice. This the, the new one I've got actually controls your music player and everything as well, so you can you be walking along phone in your pocket, headphones on, and you can change the tracks on, on your watch, plus all the Twitter yeah. and Facebook and email notifications. You know, these things are, you know, this is only a couple hundred bucks. Your Wearable tech is out there now, and we probably okay. don't know a lot about it. And the the funny one for me was the Jawbone Up, right? Now, yep. we've, we've talked about the Jawbone Up a lot because we both wear them, um, and yep. I think we both really really like them. A lot of, lot of journos wearing them because they were handed out, let's be clear. handed out, yes. Um, and, and, but I really found a place for it in, in my little world of trying to just, you know, understand what I was stepping and sleeping. And what's interesting to me is I've only seen one in, in the wild. It was actually on the cricket the other day. I saw Andrew Strauss wearing one just on the coverage. Okay. I, but I, did, so I didn't think they were out there much. But I've been, again, a lot of stores, and they are available in a lot of places. I've seen a
1: lot of them. I've, Vodafone I've, has them in their stores. Dick Smith has them in yeah, their stores. Apple stores even got them, so they're popular. But... Uh, I think the uh, the Jawbone's popular. Uh, I've seen Fitbit. multiple colors, but yeah, the mm. Fitbits out there, the Shine, you know, the little silver, oh, the, the yeah. silver yeah. coin shaped uh, activity trackers that you can buy in Apple stores. Yeah. You can wear it on your wrist or with a magnetic clip. So they're out out there as well. And I think the Fitbit Force, which is due early next year, which is the Fitbit Flex, uh, but with a display. With a display. So uh, that's coming as well. But then again, the the watches are coming and and all these other devices. I think this time next year, this conversation is going to be populated by a lot more products that we haven't even heard of yet. They're going to hit the market to try to cash in on this uh, on this growing sector because I think people want to be more conscious of their health. They want to know how many steps they're taking a day, their sleep, as, as you and I do with the jawbone. So I think it's going to make it a bit more mainstream. I think yeah. the activity trackers were a little bit, okay, yeah, it's a pretty trendy little product, but I think it's going to become more mainstream when people realise the benefits of using it.
0: Wearable technology, uh, one of the one of the set of words of 2013 and destined to be part of 2014's vocabulary as well. Here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two
1: Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Well The other growth product, no doubt in my mind, is uh, in 2013 has been the tablet. Really? I haven't seen many well, people, no, no. How many people using uh, tablets? There's plenty out <laughs> there. And, and look, you know, look, iPad Air was released, iPad with uh, Mini with Retina display. We had the Galaxy Note 2014 edition which has just been released Uh, you've seen the Nexus 7 the Nexus 10 has been the Nexus 10 2 has been delayed till next year I understand but then LG the are out. Galaxy
0: Tab, you know, they're, they're the 7, three 8, range, yeah, inch, seven,
1: <laughs> seven, eight, and ten inch ones. Yes. Yeah, you've got LG out in the market now with their their G Tab. Not 8. a bad 3. tablet either. I, you know what? I've got to say, one of my favourite tablets at the moment. I've been using that. I think a lot even more than my iPad recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it's got a little micro SD card slot means I can put my own content in there, watch it whenever I want. Um, but it, it is it, in the marketplace. I think it's it's replacing the sales normally given to entry level laptops. So people yeah. think, well, you know, what I need to buy a new laptop? Do I really need a new laptop? I can buy a tablet with a keyboard or with a case. So I think that sort of that market, and and year on year, it's grown like fifty percent or whatever the stat is, and they're only going to grow that much again next year. Mm. So there, there's more competition out there. The the devices themselves are becoming more powerful as well. I think the iPad Air is a good example where it's got sixty four bit architecture, the processor, architecture. S- lighter, slimmer, but it's faster, more powerful. Uh, So they're really getting up there, sort of challenging those entry-level or probably surpassing those entry-level laptops in terms of processing power, speed. Um, So... I think that's sort of kind of taking away from desktop and laptop sales no doubt so you really have to put a big tick next to tablets in 2013 yeah
0: definitely not. I think you've, you've nailed it all there And but again I think Apple massively dominate the individual device market and yes Android outsells iOS but that's because there's a million Android devices yeah. I saw an Officeworks out the other day for tablets at $99 I mean yeah. yes, Aldi and Kmart
1: sell them you know, for that much yes
0: yeah. they're available and yes they're probably good at home on the Wi-Fi to surf the
1: web yeah, but good to, you know, if you want to give your three-year-old maybe when, something to play when
0: with. you start downloading apps that require a bit of processor power, you're going to start having problems. That's but, but, why you got to be the big boys. But
1: look at the accessories too. That you, I've noticed oh. this year, especially the accessories for non-Apple products have yep. increased, like especially for the Samsung range That's of right, products. Yeah. The Nexus uh, tablets, there's a lot more accessories than you're used to seeing. So it just goes to show that these other brands, uh, they're not quite at Apple's level, mm. but they're growing and they're challenging them. So they're really... Apple have to still fight for every sale now uh, because there's all this other competition around. There is. Uh, but
0: another big year ahead for, for tablets as
1: well. It's not going to go away. Yeah, that's and sure. also what they can do in the home as well. You've got to remember their wireless products, yeah. they've, really, they've become almost a remote control for your home now. That second screen that we watch where when we're watching TV that second screen in our lap this year probably eight times out of ten has been the tablet and and something
0: that's not on our list but we'll just touch on it, is social media because when you think about how social media has an impact on the way you interact with TV or whatever tablets yeah. are a big part of that yeah. you know, and that's why those see social media wouldn't grow as much as it is if tablets didn't exist because people wouldn't have that easy accessibility of stuff so they're all kind of intertwined in some oh. way and uh, it's I, a
1: very interesting space I know from the analytics of tech guide that uh, I think something like 35% of my views have been either a smartphone or tablets yeah. so that's it's a growing number like last year it wasn't as high as that so uh, it, it just goes to show how, how much we're moving away from the traditional computing uh, areas like the de- desktop and laptop and the tablet is just taking all of them in its stride
0: it is and you're listening to two blokes talking tech Well, the, uh, you know, a product that came out earlier in the year was the Belkin Wemo, and uh, we've, we've since seen um, not just the switch, but the light switch come out, and this is a really fun category for me, and obviously I'm a little bit selfish here because I've just bought a new house, so I've had a bit of fun installing new stuff to make it somewhat smart as a home, but the, just the Belkin product to start with. It's a very simple product, Wemo, W-E-M-O, and again, you know, Dick Smith, JB Hi-Fi, really easy to get access to, and that's one of the things I've noticed, and Uh, people will will kind of laugh here but it's interesting when we play with tech we get to see tech and and it says it's available across Australia and stuff but then I've been out to try and find it it's actually quite hard to find some stuff. Yeah. And this WeMo stuff has blown my mind. It's bloody everywhere. Belkin yeah. has huge distribution. And the principle here is you plug a, this thing that looks like a double adapter into a PowerPoint and you plug a light into it, for example, or a Christmas tree in this case. Um, and then you c- connect that little, little WeMo up to your home network. And from your iPhone, you can control that light on or off, that switch on or off, Anywhere in the world, essentially, but anywhere around the house. And I've had light switches installed in all the kids' and our bedroom. I've put one, put a, a switch on uh, on the one of the lamps downstairs, and I've whacked one on the Christmas tree. It's a whole stack of fun and also very, very, um, very useful because if you're if you're running late and you're not going to be home, you turn the lights on. People people yeah, think you're home. Good security. And you there. get in the bed. You go. You know what? I'm going to turn the lights off now. I don't. I'm, I'm so lazy. I can turn the light off from bed now. Mm. It's a very simple thing and, what, and what quite I, uh, cheap, mate.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think it's and the good thing about it too, it's retrofitable. So if you've built your house and you think, oh, okay, I want a smart house, it's not too late. You can retrofit all these products because they mm. use your Wi-Fi network. What I like about the WeMo range is that they can work together very well uh, with the wemo switch not the light switch the switch there is a a pack that comes with the motion tracker the the sensor so for example i could set like i've got a couple of belkin switches including here in the studio i can if i wanted to set the motion center sensor so that when it detected me walking into the room i could set a rule on the app to say well when you see me sense me walking in the room turn the light on Yep. so those little those little commands uh, it, it's just a small example of what's possible if you – it can really automate your home pretty easily. Mm. Uh, and, and, and we're not talking you need a you know, $100,000 smart home no. system. This is something you buy off the shelf for under $100 each of them. So, And uh, look, the, other one, the other
0: one I want to mention, and uh, I mention it for two reasons. One, uh, because it's cool smart home technology. But the other one, it's a bloody Aussie company, and I was blown away. Um, we needed a new air conditioner at the house and we installed uh, an Actron air conditioner. Now, I can turn this on now, and I can see that it's 24.4 degrees in my house. We're, um, you know, we live... Miles away from each other, as you'll remind me whenever you come to the uh, EFTM studio. But, um, um, you know, I can see that it's 24 degrees. I'll be able to be in Las Vegas and have Is a look. Is it on? I can see that it's, it's on. It's cooling? Yeah, okay. it's cooling. The fan's set it high. and it's. She's, I'd hate to
1: get your electricity bill. Mate. Amanda's got it
0: set <laughs> at 22.5 degrees. But I yeah. can also look at the zones. And uh-huh. I can see what zones are on. So I can say, well, you know what? It's 6.30. Yeah, she's cooling down the house for, for bedtime. But, yeah. you know, right now we probably don't need the downstairs uh, living room on because uh-huh. we're probably upstairs. So we can turn those off. So you can set the home to be ready so to go. You can so set. your you're schedules. driving home, it's been a hot day. You can turn it on. Turn before it on, you get home. and your house starts yeah. cooling down. Now, yes, this is uh, not a sixty-dollar item. This is just it's five hundred dollars just to add it to a you know ten thousand-dollar air conditioning yeah. system. But the concept of it is brilliant. Aussie company
1: and yeah. um, and just it well, just speaking won, of just, air just comms, shows. I better give my I've got a comp running on tech guide we just started oh, today. Uh, L G uh, split system air conditioner. If you want to enter to win fully installed system by the way, total value over five thousand dollars. So uh, that also can be controlled using uh, using Wi-Fi and an app as well. Yeah, beautiful. But it's just another example of just making that a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. Making that a little bit smarter. Lots of people have said to me, why would you bother? Trust me. Once you start using it, you realize it's not about being lazy. It's actually about being smarter and smarter with your bills, you know. Absolutely. It's the same with lights. Whether it's just a simple light switch, being able to make sure you've got the lights off. Yeah. I can be upstairs and I can make sure the lamp downstairs is turned off. Very simple. The smart home, and I reckon smart home, big thing at CES. Oh, yeah, I think,
1: well, all these, you know, don't forget, we've spoken about smart TVs, wearable technology, tablets. All of these things are going to all talk to each other through your wireless network to be a part of that ecosystem. That's what's Mm. exciting, that we've got the bits already. Most of the parts that we need, we've already got. The little, the things that are going to take us the rest of the way is probably what we're going to see at CES.
0: One more big topic to come on two blokes talking tech year in review. Two blokes talking
1: tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Finnick. Well, it's uh, the the end of the year. Well, late November, we should say, was we saw a, quite a an event. Let's say for the gamers out there, the computer gamers, we should we should say, and that's the release of the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. Now that's uh it's it's a big part of the year big big event for gamers uh, all around because as we've mentioned uh, when when they were first released this isn't something that's done every year it's it's a once-a-decade, almost, event. It's like seven, eight years between between drinks. Mm. And the fact that they both released within a week of each other, that was nice timing. Good for us. Yeah. But uh, I think it, it has really been... And, and you, know, you try buying one right now, you can't get them. That's how popular no. they are. JB Hi-Fi had a
0: massive sign-up, you know, handwritten, obviously, it's JB Hi-Fi, uh, in the store that says, you know, PS4... Out of stock, you know, or pre order now for January. Big, big letters 2014, you yeah, know. Yeah. Really reinforcing the Sony, Sony sent out a
1: press release yesterday saying they've got a huge amount of stock coming in that you should have your order by February at the latest, they were saying, mm-hmm. or, you know, large orders fulfilled. February but it just goes to show the interest in this product uh and the fact that it's become not just a pure gaming device which That's which right. it does really well it's become an all-around entertainment device that really can sit with your TV in your entertainment unit alongside all your other entertainment devices and obviously great way to access content when when these devices first came out uh the Xbox never had a Blu-ray player in it there was a very limited content you could download mm. the PlayStation over the years and Xbox over the years bolted on all these features. Well, now with the new versions of the consoles, they come out of the box. There's all this access to content, uh, even games you can now download. We're seeing broadband plans now with unlimited downloads. So forget going to the store to buy the actual packaged media. You can download a game. You can download Call of Duty Ghosts if you want uh, on the console. So I think we're just sort of entering a new era, not only in gaming, but just access to content that can be played on all these nice big screen smart TVs. And look, for me, uh, two things to
0: touch on, and I've mentioned them before, but for the Xbox One, I think the Kinect sensor is the standout feature. It's phenomenal how well it can recognize people and the number of people that it can recognize in the room. And for me, the uh, the remote play yeah, into the PS Vita is great. the standout feature of the play- PlayStation 4. The ability for me to be watching the, the, the Formula 1 on the big screen TV, uh, to turn the PS4 on and have Jackson pick up a PS Vita and play a PS4, on the screen with the PS Vita controls is just brilliant. Such That's a great terrific. feature.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Now they are yeah, really they're just packed full of innovation and obviously a lot, a lot of power. Like well, I don't think we've quite seen. The the had, had it showcased showcase properly the power of these new consoles. Mm. There's obviously games in development like the Xbox One launch titles were probably slightly better than the PS4 launch titles. Yeah, but and they really they really sort of showed the, the the increase in the graphics performance and yeah. the, just the texture of the whole environments. But I think there there's games that are going to be released that are going to really going to make people sit up and take notice and think, wow, these are improved consoles. Yeah, yep.
0: that is uh, that is probably one of the big stories at the end of the year the new next generation consoles and lots of people won't be able to see them or use them until next year when they're more uh, widely available uh, in the stores. We've got um, ours, Trevor, haven't we? We, <laughs> we don't want to make anyone uh, envious. Uh, let's not brag. There, but, but, uh, yeah. Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
0: Fennig. Well, that's a wrap, mate. Merry Christmas uh, to all of our listeners, and uh, thank you for your loyalty and your patience with us each and every week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you to the good people, Heidi, Brad, and the crew at Netgear um, for their support. Um, we can't do it without them. In fact, there's no point doing it without their support because uh, you know it is, uh, it's is—it's a venture for us. It's something fun to do, but it's, uh, it's important that it um, gets the support of companies like Netgear. And it's important that our listeners support companies like yes, Nick that, as well. that's
1: true. Absolutely right. And uh, just on our listeners, thank you very much for your loyalty. We, we love hearing your feedback on Twitter. We love our, having our, our little conversations, people asking us questions, and uh, it, it's really good to interact with people who regularly listen to the show. We hope you can join us again next year for a massive – I think year is it year three of Two Blakes Talking Tech well, that'll be, be yeah
0: one forty one we'll be cracking in yeah wow we're getting into it now we uh
1: we well, we might get together
0: for a pre CES preview we don't know but otherwise well there'll be several shows coming from the show yes. floor we're gonna um I'm, I'm organizing a, a broadcast position on the show floor Stephen yep um so that we won't do uh, a lot of pool in Vegas haven't mate? You? hello <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so at we'll C-S, bring you yes, yeah, yeah at CES uh, you know we'll we'll man. bring you a show we'll bring you a, a Two Blakes Talking Tech episode each and every day of the show, kicking off on Monday the 7th of January. Um, Two Blokes Talking Tech, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll be back in 2014. Two Blokes
1: Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long
0: and Stephen Fenwick.